Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Farmabro chronicles the shooting star life and times of Martin Skrilli, the 38-year-old financial entrepreneur and pharmaceutical tycoon from Brooklyn, New York, who was dubbed the most hated man in America by the media after he rose to infamy in 2015 for price gouging the prescription drug Daraprim by over 5,500% overnight, depriving many patients of the life-saving medication. Brent Hodge presents a new and in-depth look on the all-too-familiar media tale in PharmaBro, a concentrated year-long study of a man who defies traditional characterization. We're joined today by the director of the film PharmaBro, and that would be Brent Hodge. Brent, welcome to Film School Radio. Thanks for having me. This is so fun. (laughs) Thank you. You just mentioned off mic that we are just coming up on an important anniversary in terms of your journey with this film. Tell us what it, what that is. September 20th, 2015 is the day that Martin Shkreli announced to the world that, uh, that he raised the price of Daraprim. He kind of confirmed that the price of Daraprim was raised by 5,000%. And like that is six years ago. And you're like, wow, that wasn't that long ago. Like he's, he's been in media off and on like an incredible amount. But when you think about what's happened in the last six years, from pandemic to every, you're like, oh, that is, that is a long time. And so we started the film five years ago, but yeah, he announced it six years ago today. Yeah, it's crazy. So about a year after that story hit every newspaper in America about the rise of the price of Daraprint, when did you make a decision that you wanted to find out more about him and then the decision to move forward and making this into a documentary film? I mean, it was like, this was a, a true experiment, which I think are the best kind of documentaries, not ones that have budgets and call sheets and time. Like this was an actual experiment in like human nature to see this person. He started recording live streams. And I, I remember just Googling him, going down a little deeper, reading about the drug, reading about the Wu-Tang album. And then you could kind of like immediately click through and you're like on a live stream with this guy. And he would answer your questions all night if you wanted to. And you're like, oh, what question do I have for him? Like, if this is a Q&A, what question do I have for Martin Screlly? And you could call him. You'd just say, call me. Here's my number. And he would answer it right there on the live stream. And I remember calling in for the first time. I recorded it. It's in the movie. And I, I called. And I was like, this movie can get made. This I could literally make a movie about a guy who's inaccessible, who's completely accessible right now. And I started doing it and I got quite obsessed with going on these live streams. And a lot of people would tune into these things and they'd be really weird. It was like finance lessons and then him playing guitar and him playing with his cat. And you're like, this is not your typical hedge fund pharma CEO. This guy is something's going on here. And some of the things he said and talked about were, were real. And some were like based on pure nihilism and strange and trolling. And I liked it. And I was like, I'm going to make this movie now. I just sort of kind of stumbled as I recorded a few of them. and got the idea of, of, you know, this, this is, this is, this is weird. Um, I just finished watching the jinx. I remember this specifically and writing this down that the jinx was from Blumhouse and it was about Robert Durst. And I was fascinated by this evil character guy. And that's, that's kind of my, my sort of obsession with, with getting in on Screlly's world and figuring out his like infuriating complexities of like who this person is and whether we like it or not, why he is in pop culture, Mike. 
pharma guy buys Wu-Tang album and trolls people online. And I can make a film by literally tuning in to his live streams and trying to get to know him. That's like, un- you couldn't write that. It's unwrite. It's beautiful. It's poetry. Yeah. Well, you did something that I've never heard of for a, for a filmmaker to do. Do you want to, you know what I'm talking about, right? You mean moving into Martin Shkreli's apartment building? Yes, that's, that's. Well, that was, you know, what's funny is like Roger and me kind of does that, which is, oh. Michael Moore, is my favorite film of like, you know, something happened in the world, especially in his world, Detroit, General Motors, the car industry. And you're like, this is based off of one person. And I'm going to go and hunt for this guy and get to know him and figure that out. I went really deep though, like really, really deep, not just moving into his apartment building, like I went back to Skrell, Albania, where his family's from, to the mountains of Skrell, to like a place where it's like the Skrelly Hotel and the Skrelly Bar. And I, I met like an old uncle of his. And really the goal was nobody is going past the headline. Like there's a headline on him and it was always like evil farmer dude uh, does this. And you're like, okay, I'm just going to go further. But like the context of it was never there. I, was, I just saw like a lot of lazy journalism. And I was like, has anybody actually figured out, how, has anyone talked to a Daraprim patient? Anyone. Um, it was really hard to find Daraprim patients. You know, has anybody talked to Wu-Tang about this? Like Wu-Tang can't be that hard to get on camera. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to figure out a way to do it. What about his lawyer? What about this, this, this uh, journalist that fell in love with them? And I started getting everyone and I was like, this is, this is no different than any other biopic. I have the film right here. Yeah. Moving into his apartment building was you know, a, a conduit of a human experience on its own, just figuring out, like, he gave gave his address. You're like, I live here, come see me. You're like, okay, <laughs> I'm going to tell, I'm going to go and do it. It was great. You know, the end of the film, I don't want to give it away, but I do have this, like, moment with him in, the, in his, in his, in his apartment building, like, the night before he got arrested. It's weird. You sort of look someone in the eyes and see them face to face, and you're like, I'm going to figure out myself who you are and that was that was the sort of ultimate goal is just to see if we can get closer and get to know them well let's go back to albania sure. because i i mean again i had no idea i mean the name is uh i would have guessed european of some kind but i wouldn't have known you know that and tell me what you learned about the albanians and how that kind of played out maybe or maybe not played out and how you got to know a little bit more about martin well, I was really curious of why he was so argumentative online. Like, why did he feel he had to connect with every single person that hated him or liked him? Why did he have to, you know, like, people give opinions about things all the time. Why did he have to, he was like, he was like a YouTube comment, but in real life, like he would comment back and message people and call them and, you know, find their mother's phone numbers and call, he would get retaliated. And it was, it was really based off like nihilism. And it was, it was trolling to like the nth degree. I didn't understand why going to Albania put it a little more clear for me where when you leave the Skrell Albania mountains and you migrate somewhere else, like America, which his family did, you take the last name with you, like to show pride from the region. And his uncle or an uncle of his or a Skrelly of the Skrelly there was telling me this. And it kind of clicked. I was like, maybe that's why he's so argumentative. Like this is in his gene pool and his blood. Like he is, he has had to fight for his name and his culture and his life, like maybe there's something more here. And that was sort of my, my sort of epiphany of going there. It was also just really like entertaining. Like I found that a lot of this film was super entertaining and like, let's go back to the beginning. Let's start from like the first, first point and work our way through what this whole thing is. Like, where did he go to school? 
He was a boy genius. Where did it go from there? When did he get into hedge funds? How did he get to pharma? Is anything to do with his past on that? Apparently his sister was sick for a little while. Okay. Like you start to move through like why a person is the way they are. So, you know, Skrell Albania was, was the beginnings. Yeah. Well, and let's jump forward a little bit. And just as you described how we got to know him was, at least for me, I'll speak personally, was testimony in front of Congress uh, regarding the raise in, in the cost of Daraprim and the way he looked, the way they carried himself, the way he acted, his sort of dismissive kind of attitude towards these congressmen who were asking him questions. That first impression wasn't a particularly good one. No, it was a little prick. Like he was just sitting there being a little jerk face. And you're kind of like, when you look into that one more, you're also like, why is he being dragged here? What's going on? You, so you have to sort of compartmentalize the elements of what they were doing and putting, why don't they just talk to him privately? Like, why, why was this on the stand? But no, nobody does that. Like <laughs> Zuckerberg's been on the same, the same seat looking at the same people and behaved himself very well. And that's what I mean. Like Martin Screlly needed a PR person from day one. I mean, that probably got him in more trouble than anything. It's just like he didn't learn how to speak to people. But yeah, what a like that was what an asshole. Like what an asshole moment. You're sitting here and there's an element of vulnerability and emotion that people are feeling, and you're smirking and being a jerk. Um, yeah. that was a, and we start the movie with that too. Yeah, just, well, I, I, it's important to point out, and this is something that goes back. <clears throat> for probably as far back as there's been a Wall Street. Some version of this has been the case, which is outrageous behavior, immoral behavior, and the the 2008 collapse of the financial uh, system, near collapse of the financial system in 2008. We find out after the fact, and also in the case of Martin Screlly, that he didn't do anything illegal. As offensive and and an affront to humanity as it would seem to have been, it wasn't illegal. I think that's a big part of the story. And I think that you do a good job of the arrow is going in that direction. Hey, guys, this this isn't illegal, what he did. No. And I mean, that's the thing. You know, if I learned anything this, from this film, is you know, I really dug into toxoplasmosis and the idea of this and, and, and what Daraprem is and what it does. And victims of of this sort of situation and and that people don't want to be in the spotlight they didn't want to talk about it I, I spoke to so many patients none of them wanted to be interviewed of course they don't they don't want to disclose that they have hiv they don't want to if anything they hate that that their uh, rare diseases in the newspaper this time like they're they're fighting something and i'll say like you always have like a I always look at films like an experiment where you're like, okay, uh, you know, specimen A is Martin Screlly. This is cool. We got a guy who can get us into a much bigger story. And the bigger story is pharma. And in this case, if you want to wrap this whole story around and it's our last part of this film, uh, the pill is still $750. Like nothing has changed. So what, what did we learn? What is the journey? Like, I don't know. <laughs> Like, I, I wish I could tell you. I mean, what I can tell you is that that we have a screwed up system and he didn't do anything illegal. And um, that's an issue. And, and this story did not help or change any of that. People in Congress, politicians appeared to be doing something by bringing him in front of Congress and essentially reaming him in front of the whole world. And he helped them out by being the behaving the way he did. But at the end of the day, you're absolutely right. That is still $750 for a, for a pill. It is still 
illegal to jack up prices like they did, like other companies have done. Martin Scarilli fades into the background a little bit. What's been the reaction to people to this documentary film? Have you gotten pushback for focusing on him? Have you received, uh, you know, good attention for bringing a very well-rounded story to our attention? How have people reacted to this? Well, I think documentaries are in a really interesting place right now where the reaction has been incredible uh, because people see this as like, you know, 1091's putting it out, Blumhouse is involved. This is like a horror documentary. It's so scary because it's real life. And I think that the reactions that we're getting right now are, yeah, let's go past the headline. Let's do some real journalism. Let's go deeper. Let's figure out what the whole story is and let's let people decide um, unbiasedly. Like, you know, if you use Martin Screlli's sort of dumpster fire in a lot of ways, like everything he touches turns to fire. Um, it's just the reality of, of Googling his name. You'll go down a rabbit hole. Um, but there's people that were affected by a lot of this. And, and you know, we interview and we bring to the to the surface. This is everyone from patience to Wu-Tang to everything. And it, whether we like it or not, it's a sliver of pop culture. So it's entertaining. And uh, and we showcase that. Well, thank you for Pharma Bro. And uh, it is fun. It's a fun. I mean, that's another thing about it. It's it's a really entertaining documentary. And uh, the fact that Martin is who he is adds that extra secret sauce to all of this but it's more than that there's a there's a lot more going on in the film and I, i'm very happy that you made it i'm glad you, that you committed to it to the degree you did and uh thank you so much brent hodge for spending some time with us here on film school radio thanks Sam. I'll talk soon mike You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio. Film School Radio.